What's up, folks of Gator Country? This is none other than your boy, David Soderquist, along with Andrew Spivey. And Florida remains in the swamp this week against a team they have dominated over the course of the last decade and beyond. As Florida, over the course of the past 15 years, has taken 14 out of the 15 games over Tennessee. The last time Tennessee would beat Florida would be in a 2016 game where Coach McElwain and Doug Nussmeyer would try to... uh, have a duck pull a truck, <laughs> only to allow Tennessee to come back from a 21-point deficit to win the game 38-28. to But the series has heavily been dominated by Florida before, and now with four wins in a row, Florida looks to make it five wins in a row in the Swamp. So from thrown clipboards by Philip Fulmore to trash cans to brick by brick and to life champions, Florida has owned Tennessee thus far. So, Andrew, I got to ask. To McDonald's bags. To McDonald's bags. McDonald's bags, too. Yes. To McDonald's bags. So I, I can't do have forget to, the McDonald's. I have to ask you though: is 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 there hopes for Hypel? No, no. That was a that was John, um, Danny White, desperate, knowing he did not want to go through the same path that got him Jeremy Pruitt, and he settled. Josh Hypel was known as a couple of things: a decent football coach, a lazy recruiter. And a not a, an easy person to work for. Yeah. Not the best things you want to be known for. Lazy recruiter in the SEC, not good unless you're just a fantastic football coach. Um, what did he do at UCF? Yeah. UCF was there before he was there. Yeah. UCF was already good when he was there. He didn't do anything there. Um, no, 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 no. Um, Tennessee's not back. Tennessee won't be back under Josh Hypo. And as long as Fat Phil's running around that place, they're never going to be good. No, and uh looks like their starting quarterback already has been benched for a uh, quarterback by the name of Hendon Hooker. 392 passing yards so far, 70.2 completion rating, five touchdowns, one interception for a QBR of 171.1. Now, let's, let's be honest here. Their opponents have been Bowling Green, Pitt, who they lost to, and Tennessee Tech, who's lost to the teams of Samford, who's 0-3 in their division. Let's, yeah. let's let's just put that out there. They're 0-3 in their division. So they beat them 56 to nothing. So they got their moral victory, right? So now they come into this game with their heads held high, as we explained last week. This is the, the, the typical Tennessee thing that happens every single year. Tennessee gets all pumped up. And I've already seen tweets out there saying, yeah, we're going to beat Florida. We're taking them to the woodshed. We're doing all of this. So, uh, yeah, we already got the Tennessee fans involved, too. So now we can get their hopes up just to crush their dreams in the swamp. Florida's biggest opponent this week is Florida, period. Yeah. In the discussion. There's no sense of there, there's no sense of of making this what what it, uh, anything bigger than what it is. And that is Fordham cannot let Alabama beat them twice. Right. Cannot let them beat them twice. Tennessee is not a good enough football team to beat this Florida team. I don't care what Chris Doring says. I don't care what anybody else says. This is a Florida team that's one of the best teams in the country, and you're not going to convince me different. Is Alabama elite? No. Is Alabama the best team in the country? Probably, because guess what? There's a lot of teams that's pretty good and no teams that's great this year. Yeah. Um, is Florida going to see Alabama again? In my opinion, yes. Um, is Alabama the favorite to win the national championship right now? Yes. Um is Florida a team that, in my opinion, can easily get to the playoffs? Yes. Florida cannot allow Alabama to beat them twice this week. They cannot go into this Tennessee game with anything less than the focus of beating Tennessee and getting better. People, and myself included, I don't know that Florida covers the spread. I don't know that Florida blows this Tennessee team out because the Florida teams in the past have not been able to blow out 
the weaker opponents. Yep. That is what makes people so skeptical of this Florida team. Had Florida done what they should have done against FAU and blown them out of the water, should they have continued what they were doing in the first half, first half against USF when it was 35 to three and blown them out? We're not talking about, oh, well, Florida just got lucky against Alabama. You're, we've been talking a whole different story. So go into this game, focus on the positive. You're better than this team in every aspect of the game, from coaching to players. Go in, dominate the football game, continue to run the ball, let Emory continue to grow as a passer, handle your business, move on to next week. Right. That's it, all it is. And don't let a team beat you twice. Exactly. Everybody worries about the hangover game. And, and you know, Florida State had that close win against Notre Dame, but now we're finding out Notre Dame isn't the Notre Dame. Uh, Notre right. Dame never is Notre Dame when they rank right. them up in the top 10. But yeah. really, this year, they're really terribly bad. And Florida faced the number one team in the country. Took them to the woodshed for three quarters. Didn't finish it in four quarters, though. Florida's, uh, football is played in four quarters. So, clean up what you did in the first quarter against Alabama. Get off to a faster start. We want to... Everybody here wants to see a faster start. We don't want to see 14 missed tackles in the first quarter. We don't want to see Tennessee up, what, 14 nothing, which probably won't even happen. But if it does, we don't want to see that. Uh, we don't want to see have to have to come back from behind and then beat Tennessee, what, 40-14. to 14? We want to see Florida go in there, put up 21, 28 points, hopefully in the first quarter, at least 21 points, and then spank Tennessee. Get your second-string guys in there. Get your third-string guys. Let's see if Anthony Richardson's healthy. Let's see Anthony Richardson. If he's not, let's see Carlos Del Rio. Let's see these Lorenzo Lingards. Let's see these DeMarcus Bowmans, the guys that we've been clamoring for, that, these big five-star guys. Let's see them get on the field. Let's finish Tennessee off. And it's, a, it's just it's Tennessee, right, Andrew? It's, it's Tennessee. It's Tennessee, my man. You know, they always said Peyton came back for his fourth year of school uh, to be a three-time star of the Citrus Bowl. That was a that was a that was a Springer joke, my man. You know, yeah. and, and Tennessee is not good enough to win this football game. You you look at this, Tennessee's putting two twenty three on the ground a game, hundred ninety nine yards through the air. Um, is all is all they're doing. They have Joe Milton who failed at Michigan, wasn't very good. They have Hayden Hooker who's been okay, and they have Harrison Bailey who everyone loves but just isn't succeeding on the field. Um, you've got a team, and, and especially when Joe Milton's playing, they don't throw the ball very well. You know, no. we, we talk about Emory and his overthrows and his, you know, um, not his ability, his, his un- inability to throw the ball to the, to the receiver on point. That's Milton's problem as well. Florida can capitalize on that because guess what? Carter, Cox, Moon, the rest of the boys are going to be putting pressure on them because this isn't an offensive line that's like Alabama's offensive line by any means. Caden Mays is a good ball player, but besides that, not a good, not a good offensive line. Florida will get pressure. Um, take, take, take the turnovers, get some points off of it. Do not create turnover. I mean, do not produce turnovers to allow Tennessee to create points off of turnovers. Um, that, that, those are just the big things. And continue to clean yourself up. Be better than last week if you're Florida. Even though this is not Alabama, be better. Be better. That's it. 
Right, and Florida's been running the ball down people's throats. Right now, they enter week four, ranked second in the nation, and rushing 340.3 yards per game right under Michigan, who hasn't really played anybody. Florida right. also enters week four, only allowing 96.3 rushing yards per game, which is ranked 28th in the nation. But Tennessee's currently holding opponents to 1.9 yards per rush. Granted, most of the opponents have been undersized, non-conference opponents, but uh, still have to, uh, you know, be concerned about it, I guess. I don't know. But Tennessee's also played defenses who ranked 70th in the nation. Bowling Green, 83rd Pittsburgh, 74th Tennessee Tech. And uh, Tennessee Tech also, as I said, 0-3 against Sanford Furman. And uh, they're giving up 44.6 points per game in their division. And I posted these stats here on GatorCountry.com, their VIP boards, earlier this week. And, uh, yeah. I... <laughs> Let me ask you this. If I was to say, David, I bet you 100 bucks for the rushes for more yards in this game than Tennessee's given up all year, which is 257 yards. Would you take it? Uh, I would take the bet that Florida's going to run all over them. Yes, I would take that bet. Yeah. That's me. I I don't see any way Florida doesn't put up over 257. Right. And here's another notable stat, too. Tennessee is ranked 117th in sacks given up by their offensive line and ranked oh. 126th in turnover margin at negative 2.5 against opponents, like I said, Bowling Green, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee Tech. Yeah. Those two stats right there. You should be able to destroy Tennessee. No problem whatsoever. Tennessee. You ready to pick your players and just say, Carter, Moon, Bogle, <laughs> Gervin, Valentino, you just might as well name the entire defense line and say, you get a sack, you get a sack, you get a sack, you get a sack. Because that probably is what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I got to get three for three. So how about I just go, uh, no, we'll, we'll do that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the statistics, if you look them up, I mean, you know, you got – Florida's still averaging 35.3 points per game. I know Tennessee is, is a little bit higher than Florida, but the opponents that Florida has had as compared to Tennessee has been nothing. Florida almost put up 30 points on Alabama. Tennessee ain't doing that, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. You, uh, Florida's defense is allowing 21.7 points per game after week three against the number one team, which is 43rd in the nation. And you're only allowing 21.7 points per game and you played Alabama already, they scored 31. If you minus that first quarter, you clean up the mistakes in that first quarter, you miss, You don't have 14 missed tackles, pretty much shut Alabama out. They score maybe 10 <laughs> points, maybe 17, and without a turnover from Memory Jones, they probably don't even score that in the first quarter. So all you really got to do is clean up the mistakes. I mean, this team can compete with anybody in the nation. And I, and I don't yeah. give a crap what Colin Coward or uh, the Mickey Mouse guy that sounds like Mickey Mouse, R.J. Young, when he talks. Oh, and, yeah, I don't, I don't, here, I don't care what that couch tweeter guy had to say either. I don't. Who gives a damn what anybody says? The only thing that matters is what the college football playoff committee wants to do when the college football playoff rankings come out. And at the end of the day, it only matters one thing: take care of business. Yeah, take care. You of take business. care of business. The rest of the year, you know, you always want to be the the team in the driver's seat, and yeah. you want to be the team that controls your destiny. Right now, you have that. Um, this is a stat, though, that that I think is going to be interesting. Uh, let me go back to here. We go thirty nine games in Josh Heupel's career. He scored thirty points thirty six times. Thirty points thirty six times. But what division was yeah. that? Right, that was AAC, right? Isn't that what UCF was? AAC, and yeah. he's got a national championship on his. On oh his, yeah, well, somewhere on know. his hand. I don't know where. It's right, at. yeah, it's somewhere. Um, so you know, you you have to come in defensively, and like you said, clean up the mistakes. Don't don't be don't be silly, and you know, obviously, you're not going to get the Tennessee's not going to get the pass interference calls that Alabama did. 
because they weren't past interference in the first place, but you know, that's another here they're there. Um, so you do have to go into that knowing that. Um, Valus Jones is another guy who, you know, is a transfer from USC, really good returner. He's got some speed. So don't allow him to catch the ball in the open field and then have those mistakes that you had in the Alabama game where you couldn't make a tackle in the open field in the first quarter, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and be ready. Have your head on the swivel. Because, like I said, Milton and and Hopper or Hooper, however you say his name, all those guys, they're, they're acceptable to throw in interceptions. Have your head on the swivel. Be ready to go. Don't give them penalties and don't give them turnovers to allow them to get points. And you should be good in this ball game. Um, like you said, they come in number two ranked defensively in rushing yards. That didn't mean anything to me. It don't, don't mean anything to me. No. That don't mean anything. If you look at the quality of opponents that they have played, it don't mean anything to me at all. And you mentioned special teams. And last week, that was when, I, when I looked at our special teams, man, I, I shook my head. I shook my head. Um, I don't know if Jamarcus Weston's a credible returner or not. I have no clue. No. No. Um, I don't him off. take him off. Uh, Lorenzo Lingard has been begging for playing time. Put him back there. I don't Xavier care. Henderson is a, is a freak. Yeah. Put him out there. Where's Finley Graham? Finley Graham was signed for this reason and this reason only. Right. That's what he was signed for. It wasn't to play DB. It wasn't to play receiver. He was, designed, he was signed to play special teams, figure out a way to get him out there. L- Lingard, same way. He wants to play, get him out there. Um, you know, I, I look back at last year. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith for Bama yeah. were two of the best returners in the game. So don't tell me your starting receiver can't get out there. Puts Henderson back there. And, I mean, we talked about it last week. I said one of the keys was one of the special teams. You lost two special teams. You lost the PAT and you lost the uh, the kickoff. Can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. Clean it up. Get better there. Um Figure out the field goal situation in, in general. Yeah. Is it Howard? Is it Christmas? Is it who? Figure it out. Get something. You can't miss PATs. Yeah. Pickers, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's something they're going to have to clean up. I'm pretty sure against Tennessee, they're not going to have a problem of a close game to where they have to kick a PAT, or if they miss one, it's going to be close. But that's something you want to work on in this game. This is the game where you want to get up huge, you want to get a big, and then third, fourth quarter – Blow them out by 30, 40 points. Get some people out there. Work on the things that, like special teams, that you couldn't work on the last couple weeks because, uh, unfortunately, Emory Jones was throwing picks and it was going the other way and you had to keep some first-string guys in there. Emory Jones needs a clean game. He doesn't even really have to throw the ball this game. He doesn't. Hand the ball off. Let your offensive line do the work. Let your defense get sacks. Let them get turnovers. I'm sure they're going to get turnovers (laughs) with Tennessee being negative 2.5 and turnover margin against these kind of opponents. I, I could imagine what an SEC opponent's going to do to them. But you have the opportunity to blow these guys out, work on some things that you couldn't work on in the past couple of games, and get your team ready for the tougher schedule ahead. I mean, you're going to have Kentucky, then you're going to have Georgia, you're going to have LSU. Those are going to be tougher teams. You're going to need special teams in those games. You're going to need everything on one page to come together and, and be 100%. I mean, like. I don't think you see Richardson this week. If I'm Dan Mullen and, you know, I know he says, we expect him to play. That doesn't mean anything to me. It don't mean anything. anything. First off, if he if he's doing an MRI on Friday, that means that you're still a little concerned. Yep. Why risk it? Play him in Lexington next week. Yeah. Good. Uh, there's a thing. I spoke to someone close to Amory, and 
I won't name names and all that stuff, but you know, I, I said to them, I said, you know, the difference for me with Emory was the first two games, Emory never looked like he had fun. He just looked like he was out there. First half of the game, kind of the same way. The second half he came out there and it was the same Emory. I mean, Emory's known for that smile, you know, that laughing and, you know, just kind of life of the team kind of thing. You didn't see that. You seen that in the second half where he really got that energy back, got that confidence back. I, I want to see him build on that. Um, this is Emory Jones' football team. Yeah. We didn't say that last week. This is Emory Jones' football team. Um, get over it if you don't like it. It's Emory Jones' football team. Anthony Richards is going to play. Anthony Richards is going to be a big part of this football team. But guess what? It was Chris Leach's football team in 06. Tim Tebow just helped them. Yeah. <laughs> this is Emory Jones' football team. So um, go out and have that same energy, confidence, fun-loving spirit, and, and have a game. Work on the, the aspects that you worked on in the Bama game in the second half and continue to build on it. Take the, the dinks and the dunks because guess what? Everybody's doing that to you and your defense – do it to them. Yeah. Wear down the defense, especially your run game. You, you yeah. can do that with dink and dunk and run plays. I mean, right. your offensive line is playing lights out. And and, this and guess is, what? That sucks them up. Yep. Deep ball's open next. Yep. Deep ball's open and the defense gets tired. You wear them down. And that was a big Will Muschamp thing that he used to do. But he, he Will Muschamp had the defense to back up the whatever. But he used to love to run it down people's throats. And, uh, and uh, as far as this, I, I found a good running back stat that I had posted earlier. This week, Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, Naquan Wright, Lorenzo Lingard, and Demarcus Bowman all have combined for an average of 6.04 yards per rush and 501 total yards. If you're averaging anything over four points per rush, you're a pretty good running back. I mean, if you're getting an average of five, you're a really good running back. If you're getting six or higher, that's on almost the elite level. So if you're averaging six yards per rush, that's basically... Every time you touch the football, you're getting a first down every two plays. So as a combined total for all these guys, and this is another freaky stat, you know, Anthony Richardson has surpassed all these running backs <laughs> in average. He's, he's averaging 25 yards per rush in two games, and uh, I think it's like 275 yards as well, just in two games. So, I mean, if you get Anthony Richardson back, like you said, um, I, you don't really need him this game, and I don't care if he sits him, but... Throughout the year, and as you said, as, as Emory Jones settles in and he's not throwing as many picks and he's not throwing as many interceptions, and he really gets settled into that role, as soon as Anthony Richardson gets healthy, you can do, like you said, a Chris Lee kind of Tim Tebow thing. You don't need Emory Jones to be an elite quarterback with this offensive line. You need him to be a good, decent quarterback. That's it. You sprinkle in a little bit of Anthony Richardson every now and then, and then teams cannot handle this, this, this team. Nobody would be able to, and I can guarantee you this. And I've said it a million times. If Anthony Richardson was healthy last week, we win that game. We might even win that game by two touchdowns last week. But yeah, that's something we're going to stew on. I, I, I'm not. I don't care about last week's game anymore. I just want to see Florida go in there, blow Tennessee out like they always do. It's Tennessee, and then work on the special teams. I also want them. I want to see less missed tackles. Missed tackles killed us last week against Alabama. That whole first quarter, there was 14 missed tackles. You saw every third and eight, third and six, maybe third and two. We had the running back. We had him wrapped up. Missed tackle. Or we'd have the quarterback. We'd have the quarterback pressure, no sack. Take a sack, it changes the whole game. So definitely want to work on missed tackles this week. And, and like I said, Florida get off to a fast start. And, uh, you know, it's Tennessee. 
Uh, I don't think we should have a problem. Right now, ESPN has Florida at an 88.6% chance to win this game in their matchup predictor. Um, like I said, Florida is pretty much beating Tennessee in every statistical category. Uh, Tennessee's averaging 422 yards per game, where Florida's averaging 553. Uh, yards allowed, though. Florida's allowed a little bit more yards, but also had to play Alabama. So uh, that stack kind of goes out the window when they're playing Tennessee Tech, Pitt, and Bowling Green. Yards allowed, uh, Florida and Tennessee are around neck and neck and pass yards allowed, Tennessee at 210.7, Florida at 229.7. And rush yards allowed, Tennessee's actually only allowing 54.3 yards per rush, but that's probably going to change this week too. So we're going to have to pump them numbers up there for Tennessee. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, it's it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, It's, it's going to be bad. And, you know, I, if, if it's not, then that's where – you know, you have some concern. Um, you know, I said this before, and that is handling your business and handle it well. Right. You know, it's not the BCS where you have to win the games by 40 points, but handle this game. Handle this game to where there's no question of who the better team was. There was no question of who the better team was in FAU and USF, but they allowed them to stick around. They, they allowed that frustration to build. Don't allow that frustration to build. Um, you know, the, the, the difference between good and great teams are they play the same every week. They, they play the same tempo, same mindset. Mullen said on Wednesday during the SEC teleconference, you know, the guys were a little quiet on Monday, and he said that concerned him a little bit, but then once they got going – he was like, they were quiet because they were su- super focused. And he called it one of the best practices they've ever had. That's what you want to hear. Now, take that to the game. Tennessee sucks. Yeah. We know that. Pound them. Pound them. Pound them. It's your rival. Pound them. Also, and I've noticed this too, red zone. Florida has trouble scoring in the red zone. Uh, Every time they're in the red zone, they they either settle for three points or they don't get any points, and they go forward on fourth down. And it happened a lot in the Alabama game. I think they were in the red zone one time with, I believe it was Damian Pierce, and they they scored a touchdown there. But right now, and especially opponent red zone scoring, Florida has allowed every single opponent to score when they were in the red zone. So Florida's going to have to clean that up. Yeah. Now, I will say this. That stop they had, which Alabama did drop a touchdown um, on that drive um, in the fourth quarter. But that was a really good stop. Dexter and uh, Big Dez, they should be in on every goal line together. You're not running at those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that uh, somebody had posted a clip of Gervon Dexter at that goal line stop, and he completely he completely took the head off of that running back. The running back was still up after the hit, but he finished the job and, and laid him down. So, that I mean, that's good to see. I'm glad to see that Gervon Dexter is growing up as a sophomore now, and he's he's throwing around people like Alabama already, just being a sophomore. Imagine his junior year and, and, and everything else. So that's I mean, you really like to see – those young guys, especially when they get up to the, they spurt up to their sophomore year from their freshman year and really uh, take control of whatever their position is. And, and hats off to Kyer Elam, man. Uh, I think there was a stat out there that said he had the most pass breakups of any cornerback this uh, so far in the nation last week against Alabama. But he was heavily targeted too against uh, John Meche. But man, he did a fantastic job. So I have to give my hats off to Kyer Elam. I want to see a lot more better play from that second cornerback position. Um, you know, uh, Star wasn't too bad last week. I, I think everybody on defense did their job for the most part last week, except for the first quarter. 
But I really want to see that star position. Uh, you know, I want to see more Perkins. I like Perkins. I want to see Perkins out there. I want to see Dewan Black. He made some plays last week. Uh, these are guys that we should see in this game. Tennessee should be able to handle them, you know, quite frankly, as good as well. And we saw a lot of tight ends get involved. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of wearing down Tennessee, more pass plays with Jacob Copeland. Justin Shorter has been very, very silent this whole year. I don't know what happened to this guy. I'm hoping this guy can get it back out there. You know, um, offensive line, I don't see Richard Garage, Ethan White, Kingsley, Stuart Reese, DeLance, anybody having any issues stopping Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee, like I said, is ranked 126 in sacks. We should be able to get a good bit of sacks. Zachary Carter should eat this game. Uh, I just don't see anything uh, worth, you know, anything that stands out to me statistic-wise against Tennessee, considering the opponents that they've had or anything else like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Stuart Reese, Gene Delance, um, in this game. Uh, Reese went out with a with a uh, ankle injury. Um, Delance's knee, you know, he played and and he was okay. Kyrie Elam's knee was banged up a little bit in the game. Um, so it'd be interesting to kind of see some status of those guys, uh, how much they play um, in this game. Um, Elijah Blaze is supposed to be back this week after yep. not playing, but the first half of the FAU game, um, that's a little more depth there. Um, so, you know, you, you get, you get some guys the opportunity to play uh, that maybe didn't play, haven't played a lot. Um, you know, you get Braun and Tarquan um, probably will play a, a lot more in this game on the right side of the line. Um, you know, I, I think Kyrie plays and plays a good bit, but um, maybe get him some, you know, rest a little bit as well. Um, that, you know, the Kentucky game, you know, Kentucky's not great in my opinion, but they're going to be a, Good test up in Lexington. So, you know, get a little healthier for that game. Uh, but you got to take care of business first. And and that's winning this ball game and, and, and getting better. I mean, again, I can't say that enough. Just get better from last week to this week. Get better. Continue to to clean up the little things, you know, and the the penalties, the the offsides, the pass interference, uh, you know, the little things that, that separate you. Um and you know, continue to clean up the passing game. Uh yeah, we know Emory struggled a little bit there, but looked good in the second half. Um so got to improve there as well. I mean, you're you're looking at a defense that is it's decent. I mean, it's not it's not good. It's not bad. Uh, it's it's just decent, and um, you, you want to continue to clean up those things. And I don't think you're going to see a ton of gimmick plays or there are a lot of things we haven't seen in this game. Uh, I'm sure you're still going to see some some of the speed option stuff because uh, um, I think that's going to work against Tennessee. Um, I think you'll still continue to see the tight ends involved because tight ends were uh, involved a lot, and, and that's an easy throw for for Emory, but. Um, you, you want to see that. You're going to see the deep ball because Tennessee's going to suck up. They're going to play eight and nine in the box. You're going to get that now. And you're going to get eight and nine in the box, and Emory's going to have his chances to do that. So um, you, you just want to clean up things. You want to come out with that energy. Uh, hopefully the swamp is as packed as it has been. Um, you know, the first two games, you're definitely not going to get the energy you got against Alabama because it's not Alabama, but it is Tennessee. So um, like you said earlier, come out strong. Come out with a purpose in that first quarter, like you did that USF game where you you get some early points and you allow your defense to really settle into this game instead of putting them on the back burner of, okay, you got you to get a shutout for the first quarter. 
Right. So you mean to tell me there's going to be no trick plays? So there's not going to be any fourth and one passes to the tight end and running all the way to the end zone for a touchback? Ah, it could be, man. You never know with this game. But you know, I, I just don't. I don't think you're going to see tons of wrinkles per se um, and, and everything else that um, you were able to see in the Bama game. I don't think you'll see a ton of that. And I don't think you'll see the two quarterbacks set or anything like that uh, in the game. Uh, you know, but there's always something new that, that Dan's going to bring out, something he's been keeping for this Tennessee game. And be interested to see. It's always a chess match. Right. And you were talking about getting off to fast starts, and Florida's averaging actually 10.3 points in the first quarter, more than they average in the second, third, and fourth quarter, which nine points in the second quarter, seven points in the third quarter, nine points in the fourth quarter. So pretty balanced when you look around uh, across the board when it comes to uh, scoring. But yeah, I mean, they have the most points in the first quarter. They did start off kind of fast against FAU and USF, but you definitely want to see it against Tennessee, a team that you should be able to go in there and handle quite well and uh you know jaron guarantano doesn't play quarterback for him anymore but <laughs> too bad man <laughs> too, too bad. bad that was fun yeah it was fun it was fun for a good bit of years that when he was him and the alien man yeah and, and the alien man uh, what, what was his name i forget joshua Dobbs. Yeah, mr Dobbs, he is that's it. he's watching ben roslenberger suck it up up in pittsburgh yeah I know. if i was a rocket scientist or whatever the crap he was why are you Sitting the bitch. Yeah, I know. Could be a rocket scientist. To, to the moon, right? Like Dogecoin? <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Elon Musk? Maybe yeah, he, him and Elon can t- team up and get some more people from down here up to space and pay that, what was it, $700,000 or some trash it costs to go up to the moon. He ain't getting me to the moon, boss. He ain't getting me up there. No, thank you. I'm perfectly fine down here on Earth where I can feel my my body weight and everything else. You're you're not getting me up there, buddy. That's right. And, and you know, I looked at the spread here. It's 19 points. Uh, so I guess I guess it dropped, or I, I thought it was more than that. But it's at 19 points right now. Spivey, you think they covered this spread? You're gonna put me on the spot. I'm gonna they tell should. you. They should. I was they should. I'm gonna say yes. They should. They should. But this team struggles with putting people away. They do. Um, I'm going to be confident and say they do. They I would not shot me if they did. Uh, well, you know, FAU, they let FAU kind of come back there with the second string guys, but they still, you know, I, they didn't cover the spread there, but they still was in a pretty big lead when – they did that so uh i i think they covered the spread too i'm gonna go ahead and go with that but you know how they are they just they they, they struggle with that they, they just struggle with with the putting teams away um and i don't know why they just take their foot off the gas it's been a problem under mullen in general they just take their foot off the gas so uh here's an interesting stat for you two of them heupel's right. looking to become the first coach since Fatfield in 92 to win his first ever game against Florida. He's looking to become the first coach since 1970 to win his first game against Florida on the road. Too bad it won't Things happen. don't look good for Mr. Heupel. Well, too bad it won't happen. So <laughs> we won't have yeah, to worry about that's, that, right? That's it. I mean, that was, that was crazy. So you, you mean to tell me, though, if, if Heupel comes in here and he loses to Florida – so, Heupel has, I would say, uh, 
decent talent on Tennessee with all the transfers that came over after the McDonald's bag. He has decent talent. So you mean to tell me if Florida beats Heupel with decent talent, even better talent than UCF, Florida can beat UCF? Yeah, UCF's not very good. Joey <laughs> Gatewood's going to be playing quarterback for him for a while, and you know, it seems like he's on his upteenth school. You know, after you know that school didn't let him play quarter. Auburn didn't let him play quarterback, and then Kentucky didn't let him play quarterback. So nobody else in the country wanted to play quarterback. And then went to UCF, and Gus was like, "Sure, buddy, I feel sorry for you. Come on and play." <laughs> We got to do our three players now, man. Um. <laughs> yeah, who goes first? You were let's see. You went first the first week. I went second week. You went there, so it's my week to go first. Point toss. There you go. Eat time for Zach Carter. Eat time for Zach Carter. Sacks. Sacks score. Oh man, you picked my guy. All right. Well, we're gonna go. I'll do this. Brenton Cox. <laughs> How about that? We're gonna go ahead with Brenton Cox. Since you're gonna pick Carter, I'll pick Cox. Mark the Alabama game as the coming out party for Brenton Cox. Just mark it down. So I feel good that Brenton Cox is turning a corner. I think he's healthy. He, he He's good. Yeah. All right. What about the second guy? Who are you going to pick for the second guy? Are you going to pick another D-line guy? Or are you going to pick a- No, Nope, nope. I'm going to go with Malik Davis because yeah. – uh, Malik's been he's, running it. He, he's been running it. He's the guy. He's the workhorse. He's the guy this week. Malik Davis, over 100. Yeah, he actually leads the team in rushing at 212 yards. Right, Proud of him, man. Right in front of Damian Pierce at 110. So Proud of him. I am going to pick. I want to pick Gene DeLance again, but I've picked Gene DeLance twice in a row. I think think the jury's not out on Gene DeLance anymore. He's done a fantastic job. I'm going to go with number 76, Richard Garage. I'm going to pick him. Offensive lineman. Really pushing people around last game. Uh, I think Richard Garage is just going to have a field day with the, with this defensive line for Tennessee. I think he's just going to be pushing kids around even more. I've been pumped to see Ethan White. He's he's done really well too. So um, you go there, and I'll I'll raise you another guy, and I'm gonna go on the the defensive side of the ball, and I'm gonna go with Mr. Jason Marshall. Jason Marshall, all right, yeah, a guy that he's kinda... gonna get some PT, get a lot of PT. Tennessee's acceptable to throwing the ball over people's heads. But I throw it in threes hands. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I want to pick Kyrie or Elam, but I don't think they're going to throw to him that much. I think they're going to be kind of uh, uh, skeptical about throwing it towards him, especially after watching that Alabama game. You they're not going to be like Bama and just test him all day? No. I'm going to pick Cope, Jacob Copeland. Okay. I think there's a lot of deep shots this game. Okay. I, I was going to go Emory. As my as my uh, third guy, and thought he had a big game, but um, I like it. I like Coke. Hey, whatever it takes, my friend. Just win the ball game. Win the ball game. Go out, do your job. Come out early. Come out with energy. It isn't Alabama. It's Tennessee. You don't like them. Nobody likes Tennessee. Nobody likes the Gotti Orange. Nobody. Nobody but Knoxville. No. That's it. Stuff people up. in Knoxville are the only people who like Tennessee. Get ready. You got Kentucky next week. Get ready. Get ready for that game. It's a, um, it should be fun. Swamp's going to be rocking. I know you're going to be there. Um, a yep. couple of visitors are coming in. Um, you know, you want to continue to build off of that. So go into this game and win the football game and win it, win it handily. Um, couple games. Let's pick some games around the country. But first, I have a question for you. What's that? Will Alabama cover against Southern Miss with a 45 45- Point spread. Ow. 
Uh, no, I'm picking no. 45 point spread. That is an insane spread. Uh, that's that's so hard for any team to to cover any kind of spread like that. Even no matter who they're playing. It, it, I would pick no. Because you know what's going to happen. They're going to they're going to run up the score. They're going to put in backups, and the backups could give up some points, some yardage, some time. I don't know. I would not pick 45 I, I, now, I would, if I was betting my Miss money. has lost to my South Alabama Jaguars 31-7, to but they did beat Grambling State 37-0, but they did lose to Troy 21-9. to I, I don't think so either. 45 points. That is a buttload of points there's no 40, way i'm betting on that <laughs> yeah 45 points i mean geez i, I mean I, that's a lot of points 45 points uh, here's a game for you notre dame wisconsin notre dame wisconsin Ooh, hey I'm, I'm calling upset i think wisconsin's gonna take him to the woodshed man at wisconsin at wisconsin yeah I, i'm doing it what what's the spread on that game 6.5 um. Yeah, I'm picking Wisconsin. Actually, Wisconsin's the favorite. Yeah, it says. Yeah, ESPN says they're a 54.6 percent favorite. Yeah, Wisconsin's a five and a half point favorite right now, or no, currently six and a half point favorite right now. So, um, yeah, Wisconsin wins. Uh, what is it up there? Uh, I forgot what they call it up at Wisconsin. The bounce place where they bounce around. The bounce house. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, what about- I- I'm with you. Wisconsin wins. Let's go to the SEC. A big one. A huge one. I'm looking at it right now. I think I know what you're about to say. The Aggies traveling to the Hogs. Yep. Yeah. Five point favorite for AM who does not have their starting quarterback. I I think Arkansas wins, man. I'm gonna go ahead and pick Arkansas. I I've seen how they've played against Texas. Uh they've they can run the ball. They can really run the ball. And their quarterback isn't bad. Um they're averaging forty one points per game. Texas A&M, averaging only 28. Um, I, didn't, I haven't been impressed with anything that Texas A&M has done this whole year. I really haven't. And that's not me being a you-know-what you know just because I didn't like them because they beat us. I just haven't been impressed. <laughs> I haven't seen anything that stands out to me from Texas A&M this year. I don't see them as a top-10 team. I'm picking Arkansas. And they might even cover the spread. I'm going five. A&M. I'm going A&M. But I, it's a toss-up to me. Um, what's What's... I think concerning to me a little bit if you're AM. They only won by 11 last year yeah. against AM at home. I mean, against Arkansas at home. Um, I think it's a close game. I, I'm giving AM the edge um, simply because I think they have a little more talent at the skill position. Um, but it would not shock me if we talk on Sunday and Arkansas win this football game. Yeah, and I'll, look at this, 5.7 points allowed per game from A&M and 16 from Arkansas. So both of them yeah. really good defenses. So, yeah, yeah that's and, – and with A&M being out without their starting quarterback, I, I don't know. What about oh, – oh, what about this? Clemson's had some close games here. Clemson and NC State going to uh, play each other here in the ACC. I mean, we all talked about great how great Georgia was on defense because of what they did to Clemson. I think we may be talking about – Clemson's offense just sucks. I think they just might suck. Um, I, I, I think Clemson still wins the game. I don't think North Carolina State's that good. Um, they lost to Mississippi State, who's not good. Um, I'll give Dude. Clemson the edge, but I'm interested to see if Clemson gets better offensively. Um, you know, they've been lucky. 
they've had some really good quarterbacks over the last few years. Um, I mean, under Dabo in general, I mean, Deshaun Watson, Kelly Bryant wasn't bad in, in college, and then Trevor. They've had some good quarterbacks. What 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 is going on up there? Um, Clemson wins, but it's close. I don't know. Georgia Tech, it's terrible defense held them to 14 points last week and that's what i'm saying nc state's only allowing 10.3 points per opponent and i know they haven't played they played usf which we all found out sucks <laughs> um yeah, Herman, and then they lost mississippi state but they did give up 24 points there but uh, i don't know I, I if it was me i would pick clemson too uh but nc state averaging 33.3 points per game where clemson's only averaging 22 so that's I will say this. Florida fans that are upset about us being in the AP poll at number 11, you might see a few upsets in the top 10 this week, and we might be climbing. That's that's all I'm going to say. West Virginia-Oklahoma is a game to watch. Yeah, Oklahoma hasn't looked good. Yeah. Where, what does that game look like um, at the end? Um, that's a game. Um, here's an spread. SEC game. Here's an SEC game. LSU-Mississippi State. Ooh, that Both would... teams have had trouble this year. Yeah. It's at state. It's an eleven o'clock kickoff, Mississippi State time. Man, that that's is, a good one to watch. I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I really want to say LSU, but it, it's crazy, man. Let's see. Let me two point five spread. I'll go LSU. Uh, I'll go LSU too. Yeah. It's not. Uh, Neither team is very good. Neither team is very good, which is surprising. I thought Mike Leach would, would do better than he did. But, yeah, so that's it, man. Um, any final thoughts on this game besides just go out and win? Yeah, pretty much. Just go out and win. But at the same time, man, all you got to do is clean up what you had the mistakes with last week. Getting off to a fast start, clean up the missed tackles. I really want to see missed tackles cleaned up. Get better on special teams. I want to see a lot better special teams play. I, you know, no flack on Jamarcus Weston, but I want to see somebody else returning the ball, especially after yeah. what I saw last week. That's uh, Jamarcus Weston was highly regarded by Dan Mullen before the season when he was recruited. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I just don't think he's the guy that you need on special teams. He needs to be somewhere else on the field. Uh, get better on special teams. Uh, I want to see, dude, I want to see eight, at least six to eight sacks, man. That, that should, you should have no problem against Tennessee doing that. I've seen their offensive line, their offensive line, is just as bad as Miami's, if not maybe worse. I want to see sacks all game long. I want to see that quarterback rattled. I want to see picks. I want to see interceptions. I think the defense is going to have one hell of a game. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you you want to see it cleaned up for sure. Um, you, you want to see a team come out hot. Um, you, you, and you Like you said, you want the special teams to get better. Uh, one thing is this. The physicality of this team is better. Physicality transfers physicality can go from one team to the other you that no matter how good the opposing team is physicality always wins the game yeah an effort. An, an effort bring that continue to bring that you're good so that's all i got my man i'm ready to i'm ready to talk smack but tennessee we don't like them yeah and if will muschamp can lose four game or win four games in one season and still beat tennessee we can beat them too yeah. yeah, but I mean, whoo, they're bad, man. They're bad football team. But hey, we'll see. See what Heupel does. Hope it works out for him. Not really, but yeah. 
We will see, man. And if you look at the tweets around the the SEC in, in Florida, a lot of the players are already tweeting out there's no moral victories. And they look like they're focused. I, I think the team's focused. I don't think they're going to come there's out. There's no moral victories. No, there's no moral victories. I think they're going to come out. And they know what's in front of them. They know they got to win every game on the SEC schedule. They know to get back to the SEC championship, whether they play Alabama or not, which Alabama's got to play Ole Miss, Arkansas. That, those are going to be some games to watch. Auburn. We don't know who's going to be in that SEC championship game. It might be Alabama, but it may be somebody else. But the players are focused. They want to make it back to the SEC championship. So I think you're going to come in here with a focused team. They're going to take it to Tennessee, and hopefully we can uh, make more Tennessee jokes after the game on Twitter. So Always, always, my friend, always. All right. You got anything else, Andrew? That's it, my man. Uh, be nope. ready. No that's, Tennessee uh, jokes? That's it. Be ready. It's going to be a good ball game. I've always got Tennessee jokes. Um, you know, I mix them in, and I think I'm going to save a few for uh, for Twitter on Saturday. But, you know, like I said, Sandra Bullock said it best, never wear that gaudy orange. Right. You never do. And, and you know, maybe after uh, this week we'll see Hypo kicking a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> trash cans, man. I need trash cans in my life. I need some brick-by-brick brick life champions in my life because, I mean – Tennessee is the only school in America that just makes their own jokes. Outside of Georgia's national championship continued hype and not having it in 31 years, yeah, 31 years, whatever it's been, Tennessee makes their own jokes. I mean, they're just from McDonald's to the brick by brick. Butch Jones was the man. I I loved Butch Jones. I loved making fun of Butch. Life champions, man. Life champions. That's right. <laughs> brick by brick, we won. Well, from from bricks, from trash cans to whiteboards to slammed footballs by uh, Dooley, this will be it for the GatorCountry.com podcast. You can follow me at GC on Twitter, and you can follow Andrew Spivey at Andrew Spivey GC on Twitter as well. That'll wrap it up, folks, for this episode of the GatorCountry.com podcast.